You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. Let's start the year off strong. Download our Unstucked Budgeting Guide to get unstuck in your finances to begin to understand your flow of money. Look, when I think back to when I really made a shift from living paycheck to paycheck to being able to invest and actually understand my retirement timeline, it all started with budgeting. So download our budgeting guide available in the show notes. Now on to the episode. Hey, Chad. Hey, Jonathan. I was just telling Chad here, I've never interviewed two people at once. So this is first time for everything. So I'm excited to hear about your story and get the audience to get to know you guys. How you doing? I'm great, man. I feel amazing. Getting ready for the New Year's. I'm, I feel real blessed going into this New Year. Yeah, we're doing great, man. Definitely looking forward to what the New Year has to come. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, uh, we were connected through a, one of my really great friends, Tiffany Knighton. Uh, shout out, Tiff. She had such great things to say about you both. She was just so excited when she was kind of articulating your vision. So tell us, you know, why did you decide to co-found Skillhouse. And for those of you who haven't heard of Skillhouse, I'll have it linked below so you can definitely learn more. But Chad, Jonathan, let me know kind of why'd you guys start Skillhouse? Yeah, um, definitely. And then shout out to Tiffany, man. We're excited to, you know. What's up, Tiff? We're excited to get things <laughs> rocking with her in the new year. Yeah, so Skillhouse, the concept of it came from when I was living in Brooklyn and I was living in this brownstone in Bed-Stuy. And essentially, we were all in there as like creatives or just freelancers. Everyone from like a DJ on one floor to an individual on the top floor who was like, he was a music composer. He like played violin, played guitar. And then me being a graphic designer. So essentially, everyone in there was just kind of thugging it out, living in New York, figuring it out, working for themselves and just trying to make it as a creative. There are... Obviously, there were times where living in New York, everyone knows that, you know, with rent, living expenses, shit can get hard, you know what I'm saying? Especially being a creative and not having like a consistent income. So we would essentially find ourselves bartering with one another. For example, a homie who lived upstairs, a DJ, he needed me to make some flyers for him one day for one of his um, events in exchange for doing that. I asked if he can basically just teach me a little bit about DJing. You know, we all kind of like got this, you know, seeing ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Like on a stage DJing for a crowd or whatever the case is. I was like, bro, just teach me a little bit about DJing. And then, um, yeah, I'll do some flyers for you, bro. I started out with that. And then I saw like other people within like the apartment doing the same thing, essentially. And that's where this whole concept of Skill House basically was created. Jonathan used to always speak about also like just the bartering, bartering, and like basically we need to bring bartering back. So it was just like, bro, like we should just kind of like create this digital platform where essentially up and coming, specifically uh, creators can have somewhere to like use their skills essentially as like a form of currency without like a need for any like traditional finances. That's awesome. And Jonathan, from your perspective, you know, Chad saw some areas where you guys could help each other in Skillhouse. But from your perspective, you know, why did you join forces with Chad to start Skillhouse? Yeah, so before Skillhouse became into fruition, we were working on another idea and making that into a formidable business. It was called Gypsy. But Skillhouse was more of a like a better idea, for lack of a better way to put it. It got me more enthusiastic because I traveled quite a bit, you know, a lot of all over the world. So seeing different cultures still use bartering and still using and trading 
you know, their services and what they do. So it's like, wow, like this is something that actually really could be used now. And the funny thing is that we came up and was working on this idea before the pandemic hit. Then the pandemic hit and everybody's trying to get into their passion, right? They're out of work or whatever the case is. Everybody's saying, okay, let's start that business. Let's get into my passion. Let me start these things. So it was like, wait a minute, like our idea is actually right on time for what's going on in the world. I love that. And it's funny, uh, we have so many similarities. In college, like I DJ, that was how I made money. Similar to how your friend, you're like, you know, teach me about, you know, this space. Like same thing. I had a friend that was DJing on the weekends and he was, you know, house parties and clubs and things like that. Uh, and so that was how I would make $250, $300, $400, which was a lot at the time, just something, you know. And then also, you know, right out of college, I didn't take like a traditional path. I actually ended up opening a retail store in downtown Portland, which at the time you could rent out a space downtown for 2000 a month. So I had four or five of my friends come together. We split that rent. We did like a modern day haberdashery where half the store was the barbershop. The other half was cut and sew clothing. And it was that same kind of barter. Like I can make websites, they can do the clothes and they have the clients, they have the creative side. So it's really interesting that you guys both started on that accord. And I think a lot of people can relate because with my mentors and even my mentees, when people are like, where do I start? I'm always like, go find like-minded individuals and see what you guys could do to help each other. And it's so important that you guys have now created a whole platform geared toward that. So I want to dig in a little bit in terms of like, if I'm someone that's looking to work with Skillhouse or someone that's looking to work with one of you two, what does that look like? But before we get to that, I thought it was really interesting. I was on your website and I absolutely loved your mission statement of, we believe that your dreams shouldn't go deferred. And I absolutely love the fact that you called that out because so many people's dreams go deferred when they don't realize that they could barter, they could network, and they could actually find a way to make it happen for very little. So talk to me a little bit about kind of what is Skillhouse? What does it look like? Who do you serve? Uh, and what does a session or collaboration with you two look like? So um, yeah, in reference to just our mission and just as far as like specifically talking about like your dreams shouldn't go deferred, I think for me personally, that ideal comes from me being younger and just even going back a little bit to what you were talking about with how you started the retail store in Portland. It's funny because I'm with the Howard and I was in DC and I was actually trying to start a gallery slash retail space while I was in college. So I was probably maybe like 19, 20. That's crazy. But yeah, I know. That's why I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, I was trying to do the same <laughs> thing. But more power to you because you like you went through. So long story short, me and some friends were trying to do that. And I remember during this particular time, it was just like not the particular climate where this type of idea was really common. So everyone was really looking at me like I was just nuts for even having this idea of where it was like gallery space, retail space. You know, the homies on campus you have who are cutting hair so they could come in and have a barber's chair. So essentially like going through the trial and tribulations of trying to start like this business venture at this time in my life and being 20 and not really having anyone to really like show me specific things and having to like go through the steps and learn it by mistake. Everywhere from going to like small business administration to actually going to banks with like a business plan and trying to like navigate these different environments that were very new to me at that particular time. And bringing that back to where we at right now is thinking about like those younger creatives and like those like up and coming individuals who may have like great ideas, may have great skill sets and great talents, but don't necessarily know how to like really utilize that in order to make like a thriving career 
or just make it like something that they can like live off of. And mean even like traveling while we're building Skill House and coming across like these different creative communities, especially like the up and coming creative communities, whether I'm here in Mexico, whether it be with like younger creatives that I know in like Berlin and just hearing about like their perspectives like on the ground, seeing like what resources that they need and the things that like they don't feel they have to support in order to do or achieve. I think like that is a very important part and a much larger part of like the ethos of what Skillhouse represents. And it's just like basically how do we build this out to also be like a bigger resource for like these various like international communities that don't have or don't feel like they have like the foundation and resources in order to like fully capitalize on whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. Just to piggyback off of what Chad said, you know, whatever your medium is as a beginner, you know, you need money is usually the resource that, you know, we kind of base everything off of, of, of how we need to get where we need to go. So for us is being able to provide their own skill to be that vehicle. Starters, novices, no matter where you are, if you could literally say, okay, I could offer what I'm good at and you're a photographer, I need photography to take my business to the next level and use your skill as that vehicle, then that's what we're here to do is create that platform so people feel like they have options and not really handicapped by not having, you know, funds to go where they need to go. Absolutely. And navigating that system, Chad, something you said, which is, I think, the biggest hurdle that a lot of creatives face. I've always recognized I have a very unique skill to be left and right brain simultaneously, while it does drain one of the two brains, one's creative, one's kind of business side. So even when I think back to the retail store and today, one of the biggest skills is being able to not only be a creative, but also, like you mentioned, execute and navigate these systems. I mean, I talked to you before this and mentioned, you know, I just started this business about a year ago. There are so many little things I had to do, establishing an entity, establishing bank accounts. Like even this week, I had to open up a self-employed 401k to avoid taxes. Like there's just so many things that people have to learn. I think one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was you don't have to have it all figured out. You kind of learn as you go and as you need. I think a lot of people stop at the thought of having to do all of those things uh, I don't think about, right, if I just take one step today, if I get 1% better today at whatever it is I want to do, whatever business I want to build, if you do that every day, you'll be 365% better by the end of that year. And I think a lot of people discount that. And so I appreciate you to understanding that there is an environment where there's folks that are at that starting gate and to say, you know what, if we actually come together and build this ecosystem, this international ecosystem, we can actually achieve more. So talk to me about some of those success stories. Talk to me about some of the clients you might've worked with or talk to us about some of the people that have entered your ecosystem and found some success. I'm eager to hear more about that. Just a thought in reference to what you were just saying, just as far as like when you're starting out, and I was just talking about this with someone earlier, the hardest thing is when you're in a room by yourself and you're at the start point and then you have like the, you have the bigger vision in mind and you have like the, steps A, B, C, D, E, but then you still have to like get through like this point of whereas no one really like caring about what you do and no one is really paying any attention to you and you have to like just really lock in and put yourself in this room sitting in front of your computer whatever it is that you do. I think that is like one of the hardest points in that like where people stop because it's like it's all on you. So in reference to like this aspect of like Skillhouse, it's also providing this larger community. And hopefully what we would like to achieve is where 
these relationships. If someone barters with someone, they do these transactions. Hopefully, new opportunities can even arise from that because even from like my personal experiences, I've met someone via word of mouth or via a friend and we've did a barter skill transaction in person. And then that person ends up being someone that in the future, we develop a product together or we actually collaborate now on some paid work because we've both kind of like advanced in our like prospective careers. Even those type of relationships are like what we're aiming to achieve with the community on Skillhouse. And then just as far as like actual real life scenarios, um, right now, for example, just being here in Mexico City for the past two months, I met so many like amazing creatives and people who have like these amazing businesses that we don't know about in America. Like I would never know if I wasn't on the ground here in Mexico. And just speaking with a friend of mine who has a nail salon here and she has like programming that she does in her community where she grew up at, which is a bit like much more lower income community in Mexico, teaching young girls how to do nail art. So we were having a conversation recently and she was trying to get sponsorship for another iteration of that in her hometown. And it's been really hard to basically get a larger sponsorship for that basically not knowing how to even get sponsorships. So we're working on um, a project right now where we can partner with her and basically do a workshop within her hometown, working with like the young girls where she's like showing them nail art. And essentially these type of connections are like what we hope to like really build with like the larger picture of um, Skillhouse. Another, we've also had one where a friend of ours who's a photographer named Feral Rex, him and his trainer, they ended up trading off photography for a number of workouts and that bartership went really well. So just, you know, examples like that where the two things that are being offered are pretty much, you know, even swaps, right? If you can agree on that, right? This amount of content I could provide you, we can do this many sessions of training. So that's another, you know, successful example that we've done. Yeah, it's really refreshing to hear because I think, again, I'm definitely in that world of people who are established and I have mentees that are kind of in that ecosystem where access to capital is tough, right? Understanding how to communicate that idea to produce an ROI or to produce income even is really difficult. Uh, and to your earlier points, right? Having someone to kind of show you that or even just to your guys' points of just your whole business plan of an ecosystem where folks come together to barter, that allows me to learn from individuals. Like, for example, you talked about the lady with her nail salon and doing nail art, right? By doing sessions like that, people start to learn who she is. People will naturally start to gravitate more toward her shop, which produces her more income, right? So from there, right, how does she then market that back out? And a lot of the answers for folks that are like, if you're in a similar position, right, I always tell folks, the first thing you always do, and you said it, Chad, is, getting people to care about what you do. And I'll follow up to that because it's not 100% necessary, but it's a good start, right? Social media has made that really easy, you know, to get on and show people your process. People want to see the beginner's process. That's what helped me go viral on TikTok was people wanted to see. I literally got on day one and was like, I'm starting a business today. I don't know where it's going to take me, but here we go, right? And from there, I've grown a whole community of people who said, you know, from the start, how do I start an LLC? And now we're, you know, how do we expand out? How do we batch content, right? So understanding how you can reach on that social world. Now, I had a misconception like Chad had too, where I thought it's an end-all kind of be-all with, I need people to care about what I'm doing and I need a social following. Like we all want that and everyone's clawing their way to that. 
And actually this year, what I learned is you need to turn inward to the people in your network that you trust the most and work with those folks. And that's something that I had to learn, right? Chad, we talked before the recording, you know, when I started this, I wanted to make passive income. I wanted to do this podcast. I didn't think I'd become an advisor for some of the most exciting companies in the U.S. I had no idea. I had no conception of that. But when I turned back into my network and I started talking to my network and I was able to articulate my value, all of a sudden, all these opportunities started flooding in. And those conversations to people you know are a lot easier to have than a stranger. And I think that's where people struggle is they go out and they kind of cold call when you can start right here with your network and start to test things within your own network. So as you are building Skillhouse, like what are some of the biggest challenges that you all have faced? What are some of the things that you are currently facing that maybe you've overcome? But just want to hear like when you're building something like this, that's really unique, like what are some of those challenges aside from kind of the things we already talked on? Definitely. And then also reference to like what you were saying, because I had so many thoughts about that. But I think uh, something that I've learned as far as like, especially when we're talking about building within your network, it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I think that it's very important as entrepreneur, just in starting anything, join and letting people know around you when you need help and letting them know that you need help and letting them know that you're starting this. Sometimes we can be secretive and not wanting to share what we're working on or let people know, you know, that like going, but even going back to that aspect of like social media and wanting to like have a certain perception, not letting people behind the veil. So even like with you and like the TikTok, I mean, like I, I've been like contemplating how I would like navigate TikTok. So for you just even to like say, you know, I'm starting a business and I'm putting it out there and like follow my journey. Uh, man, that's, that's amazing. I, like I give my hats off to you for doing that. That's you being vulnerable, you know? If you didn't allow yourself to like open up to that idea, just not knowing what's going to come from that, you wouldn't have like garnered the opportunities you have. So yeah, from my own personal experiences and like lessons I can look back on now, there's like scenarios where I'm like, you know, if I was able to like open up and just let people know what was really going on or just like showing my vulnerability in those specific situations, a door could have opened that would allowed me to like progress further than I did at that particular time. Just to piggyback, yeah. So I think not only with us, but with a lot of people starting out, it's trying to be too perfect. It's natural to want to put your best foot forward and have everything look good and have the bells and whistles. But like how you did and just, hey, I'm starting a new business. Any and all, you know, advice or help could work. Us navigating and us being more open to being humble with our beginners is something that we've learned. Like, hey, we're new to this. We're building a platform. We want to provide a platform. You know, we just want to, you know, be a helping hand or whatnot. So us just trying not to be perfect and just figuring out one step at a time is something that we're definitely learning. Yeah, that's so true. And I appreciate that, Chad, for what you said too. And, you know, that was something that, for no pun intended, had me stuck for a long time. You mentioned when the pandemic, everyone was starting businesses. I was paralyzed playing Call of Duty, watching this new app that had just launched instead of, right, starting on that day. And so I wanted to then build a whole platform geared for people who feel stuck. And the key and the biggest things that we've learned in our research and that thousands of interviews we've given is people who stop exploring, people who aren't vulnerable, and people who are perfectionists are people who get stuck the most. But the good news is we're creating a methodology, and that's kind of the launch next year, is to give you kind of like a personality test and then give you the skills that you'll need to be able to push through being stuck on those items. And so like you mentioned with vulnerability, when I started and did that TikTok, it was like, I'm $20,000 in debt. I, I've built other people's businesses. You know, I, I don't know what I'm doing. 
And all of a sudden, life is completely 360. Uh, and I was telling Chad about that. And I always go back to the vulnerability aspect is key and putting aside perfectionism. I mean, I always say perfectionism is the dream killer. When you all of a sudden need to write a ledger to just go do something you love, right? I start to question, is that something you really love? Like, what's your true motivation for doing this thing? So I appreciate both of you for also being vulnerable and sharing that because I know a lot of people are reluctant to dive in because they, they think that they have to have it perfect and they think that they have to have everything solved. But when actuality, all you have to do is do 1%. And if you do that, you've won for that day. And also just adjusting your our own expectations is, is another thing that's huge. So I touched a little bit on it. Um, and I know you guys talked a little bit on it, but looking forward to 2023 with Skillhouse, like, what is something you guys are really excited about? Is there something that is on the horizon that you all want to share with us that you're really excited about? I think for me, it's finally, and especially like being so like in the trenches with the design and just like the actual like digital platform itself is finally getting the beta version of that out into the world. Finally allowing on a wider scale people to be able to use that and just to see what the interactions and feedback that will come from that. So for me, that's like the biggest thing. And then um, hopefully also, you know, we got some events and partnerships that we like are crossing our fingers that come through. But for me, yeah, the biggest thing is definitely finally allowing um, the people to experience and hop on the um, actual Skillhouse platform itself. That's amazing. And I think that's ultimately like to your point, like you've put in the work and now you're starting to see, and I hope you can see, right, that you've up-leveled, right? Like you're constantly moving forward. And I think a lot of people struggle to see themselves in that space because they think, oh, so-and-so is going to think X, Y, and Z about me or what if this doesn't work, right? And that's the work is putting all of those things aside, getting back to the present moment and just doing what you see as your vision and what you love ultimately. And so I'm super excited to see the app. I'm currently in the process of building two of them myself and can tell you there's so much reward in it, but it's also a lot of hard work. So I can't wait to see it. I want to talk a little bit too, as you look back at where you started with Skillhouse, when you look back at the start of everything, what would you have done differently? I know you mentioned vulnerability and just being where you are, but I think it'd be very valuable to the audience just to hear like, if you could look back, like what are some of those lessons that you maybe wish you would have implemented or what are some of those lessons you've just learned in general? That's a good one. I don't know if I, if I would have nudged for anything to be quite different, to be quite honest, because you have to learn according to what you're being faced with on a day-to-day, right? So what I would say, I would probably ask more questions. Definitely, you know, get us in front of people that have done it and just ask for help, you know? So just being more open, more humble about just learning the steps that there are to take to starting a business. Yeah, I mean, asking for help is something my mentees always come to me about. I mean, one of my mentees in particular, I remember it took her a long time just to come to me and say, hey, like would you like meet with me once a month just to like talk to me about what I'm doing? I was like, absolutely. She's like, I can't tell you how many months I spent overthinking that one thing. And it's something that I think a lot of people don't realize that everyone's struggling with. So that's why it honestly makes me so happy that you're looking at this ecosystem of entrepreneurial communities coming together at all levels because it's super important. And to Chad's earlier point, like with social media, we only see the end result. I always say that with Unstuck too, like, that's all we see. And so I wanted to show people that beginning and that middle. You know, that's why you both are on the podcast too, is I want to show people that kind of middle, that area where you're looking to burst into the area that you know you can be in and kind of what that takes. So looking forward to, for especially with you two, to potentially do a follow-up episode, you know, next year to kind of check in and see where you're at. 
not only for the audience to like hear all the great things that you accomplish, but also for, so I'm going to be your kind of digital accountability buddy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm thinking about like, was there any particular thing that I would do different? For me, I don't think necessarily with what we're doing right now, we've been working on this at like such a crazy time where just before COVID hit and then that happened and kind of like just figuring out and navigating everything in reference to that. And then I think just as far as like a lot of past mistakes and things that I've done as far as like starting things and not going right or whatever the case may have happened with like past ventures, a lot of those experiences ironically have become like a culmination to this particular project. Like I see so many aspects of past experiences that I've now like used and utilized into the building this, whether that just be something as far as like learning, being patient and letting things to kind of like grow and knowing that it's not necessarily going to happen on like the timeline that you have in mind and you have to like give it that room to breathe and kind of like organically um, grow because like it's been interesting to see how by doing that in this past like about year and a half, things have kind of naturally taken on a shape of itself that kind of like veered a little bit from like what the original plan, original idea was, but it's like taking a path on its own for like the better. And now we can see like how like this can also like ultimately become something bigger than what we originally even had in mind. Yeah, that's and that's key. And I think that's the piece that I was telling you I've really been reflecting on is all the things that have gone wrong this year. You know, my audience knows cars are getting stolen, being laid off, things like that. Like all of that has come back to be a positive, right? Like cars mean a lot to me. And so now all of a sudden I get in my car and I'm overwhelmed with joy that that was the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge to get into that. Or, you know, being laid off now, you know, that's a really intense experience. And it actually gave me confidence after the fact to be like, well, that's the worst. That's like the worst that can happen in your career is that you have nothing uh, and nothing. I use that term. I uh, have, have a lot, even with being laid off, but you you get where I'm headed. Like I was able to harness kind of that energy of confidence to get over something like that, to then apply it when things are good. Uh, and so, I, you know, I appreciate both your answers, Jonathan, especially yours. Like, I think that's key too, is, is not looking back and, and regretting decisions, but thinking about how you can use them going forward. But, you know, I always just think about that because as I reflect and I build 2023 goals, I look back and think, what were some decisions I made that I maybe made too quickly? Or what were some of the decisions that I didn't make that I should have? Not to like shame myself, but just kind of train that muscle and my brain is a muscle. So just training that to say, okay, well, next time this arises, you know, these are the steps I might take. Is there anything for Chad or Jonathan that you want to share that you maybe didn't get a chance to share today and give you the floor? You can think about it a little bit as we kind of round out here. I mean, one of your questions, your pre-questions was like, what are your valuable skills or, you know, how do you get yourself unstuck or whatnot? During this time of the year, I like to just audit everything in my life, who I want to be, what I want to do moving forward. So in the auditing, I guess for me, my biggest, most valuable skill would be kind of like resonating with people and connecting with folks. And that's part of relating, listening. No matter what you do, you have, you have to deal with another human being, right? So being able to resonate and understand where they're coming from so you can help them get where you got to go and where they got to go. Um, so I think that's really important. For me, I think it's really being more conscious, being more aware and being more present as far as like just going back to the specific question in reference to how do I get unstuck. I would say I've been trying to basically be more conscious of prayer and they definitely uh, just 
being more appreciative as well. And I think that comes along with like praying and, and, and prayers as well. And just keeping like a good spirit and not letting things, cause like if we're talking about how things happen and like you had your car stolen and everything like that, like shit is always gonna happen. Like things happen in life, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to start businesses. We have like ambitions, we have dreams and like it's not always gonna go as planned. And there's gonna be like, you know, good times and it's probably gonna be even like more bad times than the good times. But it's just like basically by being present in the moment and appreciating this pre present moment will allow me to have a much more fruitful experience through whatever happens. Absolutely. Chad, Jonathan, I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Uh, again, if you guys want to connect with Chad and Jonathan, learn more about Skillhouse or even just reach out to them directly, uh, all the links will be below. Thank you both. Man, thank you, man. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked Podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.